to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red. Not sure what to say. <laughs> We're what is it? half an hour after the final whistle at Fulham as Forest won. 1 0, incredible result, incredible performance. Uh, Bournemouth fought back, brought 3 3 at Swansea, which is a bit of a shame, but it sets up this incredible finish to the season. What a night. Michael Temple, thanks for joining me. How are you feeling? Pleasure, Matt. Yeah, we just had an interesting chat, didn't we, about the, the aspirations of this Forest side as the season's progressed, from questions about whether we're concerned about relegation to whether we can consolidate. And uh, yeah, now we find ourselves in uh, in this position where you could almost say it's 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 in our own hands because of the, the game against Bournemouth. But I didn't see that coming. I um, said couple of days ago didn't we about um Fulham being the, the class act in the uh, in the division but we've 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 gone there and done a job uh live on YouTube and obviously we'll put this out as a podcast uh, on Facebook and iTunes but if you're watching do uh drop some comments in we'll put some on Tim Murphy says I was just saying I've got zero nails I can't believe Swansea uh, and obviously lots of praise for the boys in general it felt like a playoff night to me temps I mean uh, the just the nerves at the end I was Flicking Bournemouth's Twitter account as well to see if they get a fourth goal, which would be mental. But I mean, it's just the you know nerve jangling in general, wasn't it? Yeah, we found ourselves uh, watching both games, didn't we? Those that watched the, the broadcast obviously saw the interjections when there were goals in the, the Swansea um, Bournemouth game, um, and then yeah, at, at one point in the in the night, the gap was two. As it happens. I don't think that makes a, a massive difference, really. There'll be an eye on goal difference now. Um, but I think it's on. I'm looking at Bournemouth's remaining fixtures. Not only have they got us to play, they go away to Blackburn um, at the weekend as, as well. And that's that's no easy place to, to go. So, yeah, look, a, a, a tense night. Um, one that could have all but ended uh, our hopes of uh, automatic promotion. But... It's done nothing but but boost that chance. And I think every Forest fan in the land is uh, beaming from ear to ear like I am at the minute. Uh, one change for Forest, and I think you kind of hinted at it in the podcast on Monday with Frank Clark when you were able to get a word in. Good old Frank, wonderful guest. <laughs> <What a laughs> Great <fella>. guy. <laughs> he talked over you a little bit, but I can't fault him for everything he's done for the club. We'll let him talk over you as much as he wants, frankly. Um you said about Steve Cook coming back in. It was inevitable that at some point he came back in tonight and no slight on Figueredo, but, but Cook and, I mean, everyone in general was tremendous, but you could see the influence of Cook, couldn't you? Yeah, that back three. I mean, if they'd been together all season, we'd probably be nine points on from uh, where we are now. And they've, they've all had spells out of the side at, at various points. So, yeah, I repeat what I said about Figueredo. He can feel a little bit hard, doesn't he? Because he's been... Um, solid enough, despite those those couple of high-profile mistakes. But I think um, uh, Cook belongs in the in the best eleven, um, as well as his play. He's a he's a leader. He's got Premier League experience. You know all, all the qualities that we saw tonight. And I think this is credit to Cooper and the team that when a player comes back into the side or indeed features from the bench, they do seem ready. They don't seem to lack that sharpness. I'd make the same point about Cafu and Lolly when they've come back in as well. But yeah. Um, when when we all saw cooking for Figueredo, I think everybody felt felt the same confidence in Figs if he's needed between now and the end of the season. Um, but great to have Cook back because um, his influence is a is a positive thing. The way Forrest went about the game was really interesting because 
they play such a high press and there is an element of risk to that because good teams can pick you off. And I thought, actually, I thought Fulham were really good and Seri's a quality player. But Forrest set a tone there, didn't they? And I don't think Tim Reams used to be impressed. He had a bit of a nightmare. That that aggressive play by Forrest. So he was brave, but it was very good, wasn't it, first half? Tim Ream looked slow, didn't he? And Forrest clearly had um, had an eye on that and tried to tried to to exploit it. Um, the interesting thing that I heard from Cooper in the post match um, was about his pleasure at what he saw when we didn't have the ball and that solidity, um, the manner in which at times we you know dropped off, let them have the ball, and were prepared to to play on the break. And yeah, something I don't give too much thought to. We always look at the setup and how we're going to go forward and how certain uh, positions and players in certain um, spots affect that. But yeah, huge part of the game being without the ball. We've had 25% possession tonight and found a way to uh, to, to, to win the game by turning them round, by getting the ball in behind, by um, playing on the playing on the break. Um, and yeah, like tactical masterstroke from uh, Cooper. And... Um, yeah, I just think he, he got that so right, didn't he? We we were comfortable without the ball. We've shut down Mitrovic, the deadliest striker in the division, by um quite quite a distance. So yeah, credit for what he's done there in the in the setup. Yeah, I suppose Cooper got a bit of a, a secondary assist on the goal by giving it back to to sorry to take the throw in, um, which Fulham which annoyed Fulham will come on to that in a minute. But the I mean, what was your take on the goal? A great opportunism, I suppose, by Zinkenagel not to give it up. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's, it's opportunism and quick thinking, and oh, brilliant that Coop had a had a role in that and you know, sped up the the return of the ball. But yeah, like ch- chance favours the the mind that is prepared, and Zinkenagel um, turned you know that that situation into a into a goal. That massive, massive credit to to him. Um, Fulham will they'll deconstruct that in detail, I'm sure, and, and they know they should have done better. Um, but who cares? It was in our in our favour, and I and I love that. Sometimes better to be lucky and good. Um, but if you, if you can be both, and you drive that through effort and not giving up and resilience, and you know springing back from a from a from a bad moment, and I, yeah, I just I just feel like all of those things are happening for us at the minute, and it happened for Zinc tonight. Uh, lots of people watching along. Mikey Clark is watching on his sofa. I did say he could come on, but he's been on the wine. So uh, he's watching us on the big screen. And Greg Mitchell uh, sent us a message to say he's broken. He's in Fulham. Uh, <laughs> I'd imagine on. Greg's got no voice left. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have Greg on. He can only text. Himself. He can't call. And he can't He can't come on for a natter. But he's, no. uh, yeah, he's got pl- plenty to say on, uh, on, on WhatsApp. But yeah, how good were the Forest fans tonight? I know. I know, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, the noise was constant. I think that does make uh, make a difference. What were Fulham complaining about for the goal? Was it Cooper being out of his technical area, or what? I couldn't see what the moment was, or they should have just been embarrassed a bit, really, shouldn't they? They play at high intensity, Fulham, don't they? And a lot of players who are very um, comfortable on the ball, they know they're going to have a lot of possession, and you know that the, the manner in which they retain it in and around the box and try and try and wait for that chance and, and and get down the sides is is impressive so i think yeah part of their intensity is is that that frustration they're not used to losing they've outscored everybody else in the division by you know more than more than 30 goals so yeah a bit of frustration but you, you know you, you can't complain about 
things like that. It's um, part and parcel of football. And uh, yeah, I won't cry too many tears for Fulham. No, no. Uh, a couple of people say, Mike, you should come on. Why not? That's Jake, who is Mikey's nephew, uh, who's in a fancy league group that I'm in, saying Mike should come on. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't know what he'd say. <laughs> we'll probably leave it just us uh, on reflection. Second half. I mean, Forrest, I was sort of thought they rode their luck in a sense because the amount of balls that were in the box and, you know, it only takes one flick the wrong way and ball can drop unluckily. But similarly, you earn that luck, don't you? And the way Forrest were so organised and committed um, and Samba behind them will come on to. But defensively, I mean, I think I think they deserve to win, didn't they, on the balance of play? Well, not looking at the stats in a, in a sense that they've they've won a game um with without the ball which 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 isn't our way and if if we um you know genuinely did think man for man we could match up better than the oppo then we would try and wear them down in, in the in the way that we do and the wide boys would come into it more and more as the, as the game went on and the you know the opposition shape was um, was 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 broken so I, I don't think fulham were particularly poor um, other than the fact that they come up against a formidable back three there. And I think the broadcasters give um, Cook man of the match. Could have been any one of the, the three. The solidity, the hunting in packs, just not giving them a, a sniff. That physical battle with um, Mitrovic, who knows every trick, doesn't he? That header that he missed, which Samba got the, the, the hand on, he only got ahead of his man by having two hands around his waist and, you know, giving him a judo throw um, off off balance. So, yeah, so much. That's a clean sheet they've scrapped for there. Mm. And if, you know, if if they're not um, sat at Craven Cottage now, sharing a beer and reflecting on a job well done, then, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing it wrong. I thought they were just immense, the three and a half tonight. Yeah, Mitrovic is good. You can see he's good at that level. And Seri and who I mentioned, and Wilson was really good. But then Forrest, you know, they certainly... They dug in. I mean, they. It's interesting what you say there about they didn't. They didn't go about it their normal way and go toe to toe with them. But in this way, that's a positive, isn't it? Because I think teams like Fulham can probably only win one way, and I think that's why they'll struggle in the Premier League next season. But I think Forest they've shown they can win different ways. They can win on the counter. They can win by dominating the ball and getting very much ahead of ourselves. They do go off. I think that's why Forest could stay up. But it's a it's a strength of Coopers, isn't it, to win four, five, six different ways. Yeah, credit to Cooper. We're, we're seeing a, a you know, tactical now on a on another level there, uh, and being happy to, to to play on the break. And I think if if we'd have converted that um, Surridge chance where we you know sprang the counter, um, the quality of that pass from Brennan Johnson to the mm-hmm. back stick was next level. And given what Surridge has um, done to this point to show his prowess as a as a one touch finisher, you'd you'd back him to bag. So yeah, if that if that goal had of um, had have been converted, ifs buts and maybes, I know, but you, you're praising Cooper for for you know almost taunting Fulham, letting them have the ball, being effective, draw them on, spring the trap, and um, yeah, make the make the difference. So yeah, I was out on my seat when that ball went across. I was certain Surridge was going to convert it, but yeah, tactically superb tonight. What do you make of Surridge? I thought he was very good, especially first half. It's a tough job, but he was, you know, up against two centre halves and 
trying to occupy a back four. He's not the quickest. I think we saw that tonight. But his general hold-up play and his creativity was, even if his finish wasn't quite there, the rest of his game was there tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, I called him uh, Plan C a couple of days ago. I think he's Plan B now. I think even with a, a fit Lewis Graben, Surridge gets um, more minutes because of how sharp he looks, his goal-scoring record and his, his, his work for the team. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a grafter, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, it's tremendously uh, impressed. I think that he could be a, a game-breaker at championship level. And you wonder if he'd have been on his side all year, if, if he could have been a 20-goal a, a man. Maybe a, maybe a bit of a stretch, but he's, um, he's far more of a player than, than I perhaps perceived when, uh, when he arrived. And I feel that he's won the Forest fans over uh, very quickly and des- deservedly so because, um, yeah, he's, he's put in a shift tonight. And you know, but for that that miss at the the back stick, credit the keeper as well. He was very brave, wasn't he? And, and got to where he needed to be. Um, I think Surridge is a is a weapon in the championship. Got to wrap him in cotton wool now, haven't they? I mean, took yeah. him off with fifteen minutes to go, and interestingly, put Brennan Moore through the middle, which we discussed with Frank uh, yesterday. Feels like a long time ago. I suppose that's the danger now. Zinkenegel went off injured. Callback hobbles off. Is that the biggest concern as much of anything for Forrest at the moment? Yeah, nervous weight on those boys, Matt. And uh, the, the physio will be uh, very busy this week as if he didn't have enough fun with um, you know Keenan's rehab and trying to nurse uh, Lewis Graben's hamstring. But you know, no one's no one's let us down there. Luria's untested. Um Cafu limited compared to the the starters, but he looks fit and agile, doesn't he? And he he, he gets about the the pitch um, very well. Colback, I'd be more concerned if he was um, unavailable. I wouldn't even want to rest him if we could if we could help it. I just think he's he's become um, you know a real beacon of quality on the on the left side. But yeah, it is a concern. Of course, our chances of um, closing out this season are better with the um, you know the, the first choice players available, and you, you you do worry. We've had a lot of energy invested in the last few few games, and we're we're seeing the the toll that's putting on the on the squad at the minute. Again, post match, Cooper said our changing room is knackered, uh, and he can see it. He's asking boys to dig deep. He's not rotating. He's trying to keep faith with his best eleven. But the, the risk of that is, um, is is muscle injuries in particular, playing with um, tired legs, and it's it's kind of bearing out, isn't it? And we'll need a, a lot of a lot of luck uh, and a, yeah, a bit of overtime from the fizz if we're gonna mm. if we're gonna turn out our best side next game. Uh, it's interesting. Larey is getting a taste of it now, isn't he? Which is quite useful, I think. And he has looked fairly bright when he's come on as well. That, that's a bonus as much as anything, isn't it? My instinct with the shape today is he, he has to play right side. They clearly yeah. don't feel he could be um, as impactful left-hand side. So if, um, you know, for, for Jed Spence to have to shift, if Lurier is the answer and Jed Spence goes left side in the, in the absence of Colback, I think that does weaken us um, quite considerably. I haven't seen enough of Lurier. Um, I'm going to say, he's, you know, he's, he's untested, unproven. Um, rather than an insufficient understudy to, uh, to to Jed Spence, but yeah, it feels like a, a, a bit of a, um, a a compromise to put Jed left hand side when he's just walked into the Championship team of the year on the right, and we're talking about him as a 
you know, a potential Premier League target next season. So, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more from him. Um, he's clearly one of the next cabs off the rank in Cooper's eyes. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's not plan A to blood him at this stage of the season. No. I've moved rooms. My wife's come in and wants to put the kettle on. So to maintain domestic harmony, I've switched rooms <laughs> if people wonder why the background's changed. Um, Bryce Samba was the other one I just wanted to talk about. I thought he was looked back to his best today. There wasn't any antics, which is fine, but just in terms of command of his area, reading the play, and obviously that top save from Carvalho as well. Was, they're they're going to need him. Yeah, there was a little bit, Matt, wasn't it? He was wasting just enough time. Late like on, he said something to yeah. the Fulham fans behind the goal, didn't he? But he wasn't quite like Jordan Pickford diving on the ball for Everton against Liverpool and all. Or you know, Pickford loves it. But anyway, Samba in general was spot on, wasn't he? Yeah, that's that save from the Carvalho shot was um, unbelievable. Because uh, I think McKenna kind of blindsided him as well, didn't he? Tried to block it, whizzed past his forehead, and came up the other side. Um, it was it was it was going in. Like make no mistake about it, that ball was um, was flying in, and that was a defining moment in the match. But yeah, he's just got that presence back, hasn't he? He's you know chest out, um, and as I said, wasted just enough time without attracting the ref's attention or um, getting a getting a yellow card or doing anything silly. Yeah, that was that was Sambury's best today. What do you make of the ref? There was consternation in the build-up because Keith Stroud's from Bournemouth. You can't be a Bournemouth fan through the EFL. He wouldn't let him referee that game tonight. But Forest fans hate him and he has been absolutely crap in Forest games previously. But I thought he was all right tonight, wasn't he? Yeah, he was fine. He added 90 seconds too long, didn't he, for for, for my liking. But we, again, we were we were trying the Billy Davis tactic of um, trying to walk off the pitch on the, on the substitutions. But yeah, he was fine. Um, for for good reason, Forest fans Forest fans think he's a bit card happy, and he's 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 given a few key decisions against us in the past. But yeah, it was it wasn't about him tonight, was it? It was about us and uh, and, and what we what we achieved. So how let's look ahead to these last three games. Then I suppose I mean Forest they can't take their eyes off Swansea, can they? Because if they lose and Bournemouth win at the weekend, it's not game over. Because obviously there's the playoffs and it's still in Forest's hands in that sense. But they need to go out and perform against Swansea, don't they, to set up this game against Bournemouth? Yeah, and look, I I do think we'll beat Swansea. The, you know, what they've invested tonight to go 3-0 up and find themselves um, pegged back will be de- demoralising, um, you know, demotivating. They'll have their mentality... Um, question: You should close out. You should manage a game, free and up. Change the shape. Change the way you go about things. You know, um, two lines of five, whatever you need to do. You, you should not be conceding three goals having got into that that position. So, yeah, what what have we got to fear from um, Swansea at home? Not much if we play to our our potential. Eye on Bournemouth as well. Um, I think they they have Blackburn this weekend. And then it's then it's on, isn't it? There's there's so much on that. There's so much on that game. Um, but yeah, Bournemouth fans will be nervous tonight. They'll be looking they'll over be their Forest shoulder. Forest fans of two years ago, won't they? They'll, they'll yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But they'll be they'll be nervous. I loved hearing the Fulham fans chat at the weekend um, about Forest, you know, coming for you. Hmm. Um, there's a yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth should should be slightly concerned because. Um, yeah, we've closed that gap pretty quickly to get to where we are now. 
Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised. Someone driving past my house way too fast. Um, if people heard that. You wouldn't be surprised at all if they dropped points again to Blackburn, would you? Because Blackburn have got to get a result, I think, unless they're, I don't think they're out of it, are they? Yeah, not not, a, not an easy game for, for Bournemouth. Um, so, look, is it, get, to the, get to that Bournemouth game in striking distance. That's the, that's the key. If we both draw, if we both draw at the weekend, um, you know, no, no, no disaster. Um, and and also, just remember where we've come from. We said it at the outset tonight. This season started horrendously. It seems to be finishing fantastically well. We've had a brilliant night tonight. Bournemouth are in our sights. Let's you know not die wondering. Go for it. Pick an attacking team. Do what we do at home. Grind them down and get the result. But um, yeah, there'll be some nervous, uh, nervous boys in the Bournemouth camp. Uh, we're just looking at the comments quickly, just because we've got so many people watching, dropping comments in. A couple of people asking about Surridge and Strikers and Dale Taylor, and there's a comment uh, here asking us, is it going to show up? Yes. Uh, what happens if Surridge gets injured? I mean, this was a topic we discussed on Monday. A couple of Dale Taylor travelled down tonight. I know he's an island, Northern Ireland international, but I mean, I think the move that Cooper made with Brennan going through the middle is the move they would make because if Graben doesn't come back, because him and Davis have got hamstring problems, which aren't ideal at this stage of a season. Yeah, so Cooper's um, method is to get his best 11 players on the pitch. So he'll he'll compromise on positions rather than blooding untested players. So you, you won't see Dale Taylor if he is, if he is the, the, the pick of the 23s. You won't see him start a game this season when he could shift Brennan Johnson to nine, introduce Joe Lolly out wide. Um, similarly, even if that reshuffle, reshuffle involves bringing in a, you know, a, a Cafu or someone else, he'll he'll get his best eleven players on the pitch. Um, mm. He he knows you, you you don't blood young players in at, at, at this time. Um, I'm, I don't know, I'm not talking down Dale Taylor. I'm actually really excited about him as a him as a talent. He looks very assured, doesn't he? In the 23s games that we've uh, that we've seen and he's an international footballer but he, he's not going to start a game this season No, and I assume you would patch up Zinconagel and send him out on one and a half legs rather than start Lolly still would you? Again, not a slight on Lolly but I just think Zinconagel looks to be in a touch of form at the moment Yeah, he is, isn't he? And flash, You see flashes of Zink and think yeah, like we should be targeting this fella and then occasionally you think, have we got an abundance of wealth in that position? Could Joe Lolly shine again if he was given the same opportunity? Um, back Cooper's judgment because of what he's achieved and what he sees in training. But um, I'm not so sure on that one. I think if, if he's 75% fit, maybe he does have Saturday off to let um, you know Lolly, Lolly show what he can do and give him time to recover because, um, yeah, the best of Joe Lolly is um is is is, is game breaking um, the best of zinc and is, is is game breaking we've got a nurse bodies between now and the end of the season we've got a few walking wounded yeah so i think that's definitely one of his conundrums um this week matt what what would you do i'd send out an 80 percent fit zinc and Eagle just to win the game and i think i'd look to take him off after an hour of forest you know touch wood are, are ahead I think you're at that stage of the season where you just go with your best, don't you? And But the trouble is you've got the playoffs to come. So the, the worry, I suppose the big worry around injuries, I don't want to tempt fate, but there's a lot of players who are young and athletic who could blow up a hamstring and you don't want to run them into the ground. And I assume Forrester 
have the athletic department that's sophisticated enough to know when players are close to the red zone as top clubs call it i'm sure they're monitoring that but i don't know you've got to go for it haven't you? you've got to go for automatic promotion now there's no choice how are your nerves for saturday or for the last next two weeks pretty relaxed about saturday and i, you know, I hope that's not complacency i'm not um tempting fate i'm you know i'm touching wood for all those uh, superstitious folk amongst us but yeah look we should be so confident about what we what we do at home um and look we're in a lovely position now playoff playoff guaranteed so we can throw caution to the wind to a point get these games won um equally the big decision you know if you if you won up after 60 minutes do do we shut up shot become a bit more defensive rather than um chasing the game because to this point we we haven't we've been pretty relentless we've scored a few goals um late on we've, we've taken advantage of um you know the pace and energy of our uh attacking players against um tired opponents chasing the game so i'd be like really interested to uh to see that but um yeah hopefully it's not misguided confidence but i feel, I feel quite relaxed about um swansea's threat at the weekend it's goal difference, I think, thinking about it as well. I mean, Forest goal difference is level with Bournemouth. It could. There's still a scenario where it comes to that as well. So, you, <laughs> again, you start trusting your shop at 1-0. <laughs> that in a way. There's so many permutations now, aren't there? Yeah, I've been there before, worrying about goal difference. Hey, I'll never, never forget what <laughs> what happened there. Um, yeah, look, let's 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 be optimistic. I think we've, we've spent a whole season being a little bit cautious about the steps we need to take to get to this point. But um, Forrest are guaranteed a top six finish. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Never thought I'd be saying that six weeks into the season. And it's it's time to enjoy these um, these, these last few weeks. Look, if it come if it comes to it, um, we're in a we're in better shape than we've ever been. We've been more we'll be more resilient, um, have a better game plan, have um, key players coming back if it is to be the playoffs. But um now now more than ever and uh you know the bookies odds will bear this out um we've we've got a really good chance of uh of getting in that top two right i think we'll leave it there i've got to give a shout out to beck because there's someone in the comments who's put about four things in asking for a shout out to my brother beck so there you go not had that before but uh hopefully that makes his day apparently it will so that's good right uh thanks everyone who watched along loads of people watching along at quarter to eleven on a Tuesday night and dropping those comments in, which is great. Temps, thanks for joining me as ever. Pleasure, Matt. Uh, we'll be back on... Uh, we'll be back on Monday. It's a bank holiday. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday next week uh, to discuss Forest moving one step closer, hopefully, towards automatic promotion, but it's going to be tense along the way. So thanks for joining us, and we shall see you soon. <laughs>